Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Support for 90 Day Fiancé WTF podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in grooming. Manscaped offers precision engineered tools for all your shaving needs. Manscaped recently launched the ultimate hygiene bundle for the men in your life, the performance package. Help him join over 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code 90dayfiancewtf at manscaped.com. That's 90dayfiancewtf at manscaped.com. Welcome to 90 Day Fiancé WTF Podcast, a weekly hangout to talk about what the fuck we all just watch on TLC's 90 Day Fiancé. I am Nadia, and with me is my co-host, Lon. How's it going, Nadia? Hey, Lon. Yes? Did you know that Rock City has a lot of rocks? <laughs> I was going to ask you that, too. <laughs> <laughs> Beat you to it. <laughs> Rock City sounds like an exciting place to be. <laughs> I know. Except there are a lot of rocks. And yeah. I thought at first it was Detroit, right? Isn't Detroit Rock City? Right. Yeah. But it's Rock literally City. Rock City. It was Rock City. <laughs> Somewhere in Salinas. Is that where she... What's the state that she's in? Kansas? Let me see here. Yep. Kansas. To her credit, it did look like an interesting place. I would have maybe had fun there, you know. Squeezing into rocks. <laughs> Squeezing into rocks. But <laughs> if it was something a nature kind of a phenomenon, like, I don't know what to like call it. Like a rock it. formation. It was an actual, like yeah. When you say like, they're just rocks, it kind of doesn't sound like a great time, but <laughs> I can see why people would go. Maybe take photos or bring people there. And it's it's not an actual city, but I would have found a way to, to make it fun. <laughs> I don't know if it's an actual tourist or attraction because it looks like it's just a bunch of rock that <laughs> fell <laughs> or maybe it was previously like a volcanic eruption and there's a lot of rocks left behind and you just formed very mystical way I don't know but what if it's not even a special place and she just brought him there to some she random was hyping it up like as place if it's like some the side of the road yeah like it was some tourist attraction like you know national park or something and even I'm not impressed I'm on Kobe's side here I'm like okay what that's all you know where the real rock city was yeah Detroit right on her finger bro oh hey Damn. I like how you segue <laughs> to the <laughs> ring let me ask you something how much do you think that ring that one carat ring cost it looked expensive you know, I'm not a jeweler or whatever, but this was far from just like a princess cut or a pear cut diamond. This thing had diamonds, plural on it, I think. Like smaller, like a big stone and then smaller stones, many smaller stones surrounding the bigger stone. And then below that, another layer of like, <laughs> of more stones. And I was like, holy crap, that thing was bling. Yeah. And I don't know how much, like I said, I'm not a jeweler, but definitely you haven't not been something... ring shopping long no <laughs> <laughs> i asked my husband the same thing too because he was previously ring shopping mm -hmm. and he said that a one carat ring if it's a good quality diamond could obviously cost thousands of dollars it depends mm -hmm. on the quality of the diamond but otherwise you can get it for like hundreds or in the low thousands so i'd like to think that her working as a babysitter unless she has several gigs babysitting and maybe she has some savings, I don't know how she can like just splurge on a ring yeah, and still complain about not being able to pay bills or she's not complaining, but I guess it's her parents that complain about her not 
being a full-on adult by contributing to the rent or the mortgage and paying bills. And I mean, I'm pretty sure all of us saw the look on the mom's face when she saw that, oh my God, she she got a ring? Like, whose money is that coming? I mean, yeah. she probably didn't say that out loud, but I think we all can tell that she was just as surprised. But I'm, I'm not really surprised in the sense that Emily does act like she gets what she wants. When I read the forums, people are saying like, oh, it's the parents' fault for enabling Emily. And to some degree, I, I agree. But at the same time, I think Emily's like your classic daddy's girl. She gets away with everything, it seems. It seems Even like bad it. decision, bad life decision. She gets away with it. And her dad's out there trying to advise her future husband to step up while his own daughter squander her money on yeah. a ring. Right. And that was more the thing I had a problem with was maybe it was a day or maybe it was a few hours. I'm not sure how much time passed, but you were literally just an episode ago asking for money, you know, for your wedding. Mm. So then for her to have the audacity to, while her mom's there, you know, to, to, to bring the ring out. And she even said it, well, he's going to get you a ring anyway. Like basically is this money that needed to be spent? You're asking us for money and then you're buying that like yeah it was like oh my gosh and to your point and I see other people say it too online is yeah what have her parents been doing like her whole life just spoiling her and providing for her the entire way through and I think you mentioned this in the previous episode that I think they told her straight up well you you have no idea what it's like and like the real world to hold down a responsibility and stuff and they were being for real like she doesn't she has no clue <laughs> and that's because yeah they provide everything she doesn't have the value of money doesn't really equate I guess yeah and I'm on her mom's team you know her mom was trying to keep it real by saying that you know Emily has a lot of growing up to do I like when her mom said you know marriage is not really about the ring it's not <laughs> right? about like, the ring yeah man. like she dropped a huge hint like I think she tried to be classy about it you can tell that she was surprised and shocked, but she tried to like, kept it in check, <laughs> kept yeah. her emotions in check. But yeah, I think Emily does not know what budget is. Like it does not exist in her vocabulary. $10,000 apparently won't cut it for her because she wants those pretty flowers and decor. And obviously the dress is going to set them back $975, which I think is kind of a reasonable price, but also, given where they are, that's probably like up there yeah. in terms of cost. And also, Lan, pop quiz. Name the bridal store that they went to. Oh, I, I have no idea. I wasn't paying attention to that. <laughs> it's called Princess and Penguins. It, why is... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I caught it on my second time watching it. And I was like, that's a very interesting name. It is. Bridal store. Princess and penguins, like are penguins associated with weddings in the U.S.? I know that the suit that men wear, sometimes tuxedos or suits, oh, can be referred to. Yeah, it can be referred oh, to as pe yeah. a penguin suit because it's suit. black. Right. The, right, 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 right. But that's oh, the only. That's witty. That's yeah. very witty. Then that's cute. I guess. Yeah. yeah. Princess <laughs> and penguins. Oh, that's very cute. <laughs> Yeah, I guess just to sum up, I think I'm definitely on her mom and even her sister's side. I think her sister is also very level-headed, very adult, more maybe even more That was adult. her sister. Okay, right. Yeah, I, I forgot who that was, right? Yeah. I like I think, when she said, um, "I'm not the sister, but when Emily was like, I'm not high maintenance. Like, I like what I like and I won't accept anything less. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> Sounds pretty high maintenance to me. I know, right? <laughs> But just to share something that I've been reading online too is that there are viewers that would like to see Emily break up with Kobe and the sister sweeping in and <laughs> taking over. <laughs> Plot twist. I know, like a fan fiction, right? Like yeah. Emily and Kobe breaks up. Madeline comes in and, and marries Kobe instead and he gets to stay in the US and, you know, rides off into the sunset or something. <laughs> Yeah, I guess some of us really are not that impressed by Emily if people are wishing that on her. But we'll see what happens. 
Shall we talk about the other dress shopping event that happened on this episode with Shaida and Bilal? For me, my big takeaway with Shaida and Bilal was the prenup. And then more, I guess, gaslighting and now trying yeah. to gaslight us. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, elaborate on that one. Okay. So one, she already said no about this. So for him to bring it up was already like, I guess for Shaida crossing a line, like she said, no, like there's no reason to bring it up now. And then to kind of force the issue. But then dead ass, he tells us, oh, I thought I was doing something good. <laughs> Right. So I try to keep her mind off the height. I'm trying to keep her mind off the height. Yeah. Like I missed the romantic. And then suddenly, like, hey, what about that prenup? (laughs) And it backfired. Really? You were really doing this for her, like bringing up the prenup on this date for her to protect her because she's afraid of heights. Like, how dumb do you think we are? Right. Yeah. So then I was just like, come on, man. We know what's going on. Nobody believes you at this point. You're not even a good bullshitter. Like, that's just so, <laughs> that was just so fucking terrible. And I'm just like, no, we're not falling for it. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. It's a weak um, plot line for sure. And it's funny that you say that too, because the more I see their scenes, the more just this seems fabricated. Like they're not really being genuine with each other. Maybe off camera, they're genuine with each other. But on camera, their chemistry is like two actors reciting mm-hmm. lines at each other yes there's really yes. no on-screen like chemistry so hey we're going on this date guys and have you ever been on one of these before and it just seems so artificial yeah. like i'm like why are they acting like this they just seem weird right? yeah like, no i've never been on this hey we're gonna go on this <laughs> date and i'm just like you guys look like you're fucking acting right now yeah <laughs> especially for bilal i can see he puts on a persona Yes. Yes. Like he tries to play up his romantic side. And I just don't see it as genuine. And maybe he is romantic in real life. But like you can see that on the show, it's it's almost disingenuous. They don't know how to be that way on camera. Yeah. Because they're acting. It's not natural. Yeah. There's the unnaturalness of it. It's really seeping into the scenes. So now I'm questioning going, is this even fucking real? And then obviously I go to Twitter and on Twitter, people are like, they came up with the weakest storyline. They needed Mm -hmm. a storyline and this is all fucking weak. And she really loves him. They're just acting at this point. And I'm just like, yeah, it's, it's hard to ignore all this stuff. Also, just a reminder for a Muslim marriage, a prenup is not even necessary because when you're confined by the Islamic laws, they already stipulated what happens after a divorce. So you don't need an additional prenup. But I can see that some people do have that additional prenup to kind of really ironclad their marriage maybe. But there is no need if you've already gone through the the process of nikah, right? Which is what they've gone through in order to sort of legalize their union. So mm-hmm. they're already married under the eyes of God, supposedly. This plot point of having to discuss about prenup kind of like went out of the window for me because I'm like, well, you guys are already solemnized, yeah. you know, through the, the Islamic laws. Why are you even talking about prenup? Like that's And for him, who's like, super muslim right like he should he should know this then already exactly so i think that's (laughs) really a very i want to say a very lazy a very plot yeah where them and the producers probably came up with and that's why it looks so forced and i think credit to shaida for really looking upset because you can yeah. tell like her she's doing changed. the best with the material right? <laughs> that, she's, that she's given she's doing her best Meryl Streep right there yeah. so kudos to her but Bilal definitely looked like he's putting on this persona it's as fit yeah. at the house that they are staying in yeah they're leaning into the whole I'm all about my money and you're after right. my money right. thing by bringing this up you know yep. like oh well I need to protect we need to protect ourselves and stuff yeah come on I have two questions for you. Okay. What is the name of the bridal store that she went to? (laughs) (laughs) See if you pay attention. Princess and penguins. (laughs) (laughs) Penguins and princess. And do you think a marriage is a business? I already got the bridal store one incorrect. 
It's I'll, called uh, Winnie Couture. Winnie Couture. Okay. Yeah. Is there a reason for that? Now uh, that one, I'm really no. Lost. It's just Winnie Couture in Atlanta. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, marriage a business. I would say no, but I would be interesting to see how people would, I guess, operate it as. I can see it as maybe being transactional. Mm. I would go as, as far as to maybe say that. But if people view it as a business, I definitely uh, am open to hearing how that yeah. operates. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I'm open to hearing why people like Bilal think that it's a business and maybe because they feel like they have the upper hand, like they have a lot of assets, they have a lot to lose if things go south. So maybe they think of, okay, how do I protect myself? And, you know, it's like buying an insurance. Right. So it goes the, back into, I guess, when you didn't marry for love, you married for power and position and stature. And, right. And there's an exchange of goods going on here. Yeah. And I think he when, sees it as these are my things and I've worked hard for them. And, right. and like, like I said, maybe in a marriage like that, where even for someone like maybe Patrick and Thais, right. For mm-hmm. someone who has a lot more to lose than to gain. I can see why a prenuptial would make sense. He, and he did say something too, where he said something, how within Muslim I don't know if it's the religion or, or the culture itself, but he said something like, I'm not doing anything that's outside of it. Like it says that, or, you know what I mean? Or he said something like yeah. that we're supposed to, you know, X, Y, Z, you know, I didn't get all of it, but I was like, oh, and he said, that's all I'm doing with the prenup is, I don't know. It's, it, I forgot how I, he phrased it, but he, yeah, I have to like, watch that again, but it doesn't make sense because in a Muslim marriage, everything is predetermined and mm-hmm. in terms of like what happens after your divorce right if you're divorced and spoiler alert like the women are protected so Sharida can come into this marriage with nothing and she will live with something so if anything he might be trying to override that yeah that sneaky bastard <laughs> i know right <laughs> well you signed this i don't care what it's like. i know <laughs> and again i don't know how in the U.S., how that's looked upon, right? Like, will this prenuptial, this legal document, supersede the Muslim laws? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, right? Because right. you know, just for context here, in Singapore, if you go through the registry of Muslim marriages, your dissolution of your marriage will go through the Muslim court of law. So the civil court, the usual law that governs the country does not apply to your marriage because Mm -hmm. you had chosen to go through the registry of Muslim marriage, which is what they've done. Right. So that's why I'm like, the prenuptial doesn't even matter in a Muslim marriage. Hmm. So it looks after the affairs of women, especially, especially if they have kids. So that's why I'm like, this prenuptial storyline is so meh, you know? Yeah. Unless, like you said, he's trying to like make sure that there is something else that ironclad the whole marriage and maybe supersede the solemnization of it. For tax purposes. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> but I think a lot of people also point out that it's not like Shida is some broke ass. No. She has her own business. She's yeah. an influencer. Like, she's good. Yeah. It's Bilal who's trying to act like I'm the one with the money. I'm the one who has a lot to lose. It's like, bro, if anything, you have debt. And she probably came to the US with none. Yeah. If y'all go through the usual, you know, like half and half type of thing, like how some of us would have to go through if we get divorced, she would have to inherit half of your debt. That's true. Yeah. Why would she want that? Yeah, why would she? She then, should be the one giving him the prenuptial. Like, hey, I don't want any of your debt. They <laughs> really, really foobarred this entire thing up, right? Because yeah, totally. they, if they're trying to paint her out as somebody that just wants his money, like they're going about it wrong. <laughs> yeah. The other thing that was funny too that a lot of folks pointed out is how his sister Nefertari was sort of like doing that basic math with us. Like, is this going to be her third engagement? She has been engaged twice. And a lot of memes out there were like, yep, that's how it works. One, two, three. 
first, second, third. That, that's how it works in Epitary. <laughs> no hate, but you know, it's just a weird line that they came up with for her to say. Right. <laughs> anyway, since I mentioned Patrick and Thais, do you want to just segue to their uh, decor shopping incident? Yeah. And again, I'm really starting to become more sympathetic to Thais. Mm. And this episode just even made me even more sympathetic towards Thais. So I know that there's going to be people that are going to see this as maybe her being a gold digger digger. or her wanting expensive things and wanting gifts all the time. But for me, it was again, he said, well, I'm going to take you shopping. And then he's putting limitations. But even before this night, as part of the wooing process, when he met her, you know, or when he told her to come to America, this is what they do. And we see this a lot in 90 Day Fiance. They tell them that they will buy them anything they want. And that so she's under the impression that, okay, well, if, you know, if that's one of the conditions that you offered to me and I came here and I accepted your offer and I accepted your conditions, then like, you know, and I'm holding up my end of the bargain, transactional, right? <laughs> Let's be honest here. If, if you're going to say, you know, come to America, marry me, and you'll have everything you want. You won't have to worry about a thing. I'll pay for it. Everything. Mm-hmm. That sounds like a great deal to me, but it has to be honest. So if she's coming under these pretenses, then of course she's going to think that money isn't an object, especially now that you're doubling down and going, you know what? I feel bad. I'm going to take you shopping. You know, and she's, let's go. I'm going shopping, you know? And then he's got a $36 limit, a plus tax, $46 or something like, (laughs) right? I really don't blame her. I'm really more sympathetic now. Because she's really trying to be honest, but I think too, he's seeing it more from a gold digger angle. So when she's asking to help with the finances, like, okay, well, let's see what they look like. And that way I'll have a better understanding of what our spending limits are. Maybe I can temper down my expectations or she's trying to be sympathetic towards him and his financial situation. To him, it just seems like, let me see how much money you got. And it's not like that. And I feel bad, right? Because that's yeah. to him, that's totally what it's like. Why do you need to see how much I got? You know what I mean? Like, why? You know, so and he's super protective now about it. In my head, I'm like, I see it a different way. She wants to be your teammate. And she's like, okay, well, if you have money issues, well, what are we working with? Let's see. But I think he's like, no, you just want more money. You want me to spend more. You want to see how much that I got to spend. So if I show you I have X amount. We're going to argue about why I'm not spoiling you. You know what I mean? I I think he's seeing it like that. But really, uh, the way he went about it was just really shitty. Like, throwing money at her. I have issues with that. Definitely the way he went about it was not the classiest. (laughs) Tell me, yeah, how do you feel about that, you know, from a woman's perspective? Because really, these kinds of actions have really been about men disrespecting women a certain way, right? Yeah. I thought of... That lyric on Buster Rhymes Touch It remix. Do you remember? You know, by Radiga. She said, I'm gonna quote. <laughs> Let's quote it. <laughs> <laughs> he thinking because he spent a little dough, I'm gonna fuck. If money ain't a thing, I'm saying let a bitch know. <laughs> yeah. Suddenly <laughs> thought of that. I don't know why. <laughs> Sorry, guys, I'm being random. But yes, back to your question, Lon. I think, first of all, if he's gonna be a bitch about the amount of money that he's going to spend on decoration. And I get it. Why do you have to buy a $500 cowhide? Cowhide. (laughs) But if you're not wanting to spend a lot on decoration, fucking take her to Home Goods, man. Call it a day. Yes. Go to TJ Maxx. Target. Ikea. (laughs) (laughs) Target. Ikea. You know, like why take her to some boutique that sells like $50 vase and... pillows like come on set the expectation exactly (laughs) level set that expectations because here's the thing i did a research on the currency the brazilian currency to the u.s dollar yes the u.s dollar is strong no surprises there so i can see how when he's over there making it rain for her She's like, whoa, okay, so he has money. But then now that they're in the US and obviously things are expensive, there's no Brazilian currency to spend on. Yeah. It things are different. And I I wish he had talked to her about it, like, hey, I know I'm supporting you as my dependent, 
because you can work right now. You're waiting for your green card. But also know that while I'm supporting us, I can't afford to frivolously mm-hmm. spend on decor. Like just, just be right. honest about that, right? Like I guess he has trauma because he came from a poor background previously, and he's like, okay, why do I need to spend five hundred dollars on artwork? It's so stupid. Blah blah blah. And then the other thing too, Lon, that I was gonna ask you is, should partners declare how much they make or how much wealth they have amassed? With their significant other, or is that a conversation to be had like only after you've secured the bag or after yeah. you tied the knot? Is his argument legit? Every couple is going to be different. Money is one of those things where it can be a private matter. But I think if you're getting married, at least for me, I've always been pretty open about it with people I'm dating. Or, mm-hmm. but again, like we said, like let's set expectations. And I love to go eat, and but I also like to have a good time and socialize. But maybe some people might get the perception that I'm always like spending money like frivolously or or that I have a lot of it. Mm-hmm. So when it comes down to actual dating. I let people know, like, I love to have fun, but we can't do this all the time. Or, you know, if people are constantly asking, well, why don't we go vacationing a lot? I'm pretty honest. I'll let them know. Well, I'd love to go there, but tickets are this much and Mm. without trying to divulge, but after a while, I just go ahead and say it, you know, I make X, Y, Z a year. And if you make more than that, that's great. We can talk about how we want to approach bills or whatever. Yeah. For me, I think It's a conversation that I'm not embarrassed to have because I think it does. It sets the expectation and it lets people know the financial situation I'm in so that when I seem to, you know, be a little tight or I seem to maybe not as generous with my spending or with my gift giving, Mm -hmm. that they'll know, they'll understand my situation. You know, I've always been pretty much like that. Like, oh, I got a bunch of school debt or man, I got a shit ton of credit debt or I'm paying down this or my monthly car payment is this. I've always been pretty upfront with what I spend so that people know, you know, that when I seem to be staying inside, (laughs) it's my finances. So yeah, you do you. Yeah. Speaking of doing you, Beanie did him. Congrats on your first match, Beanie. That was... Eh, Correction. That's not his first MMA match. What? Yeah. So apparently, Benny has been uh, MMAing. <laughs> I guess you yeah. can call it that way. That's not his first match. I think someone, oh, actually not someone, Sarcasm actually pointed out that Benny has been to or had competed in other fights, other MMA-like fights previously. So he's not new to the MMA games they also called out that Ari has seen him fight. So it's not like it's a first time watching him fighting. So everything's all obviously fabricated. <laughs> the whole like heightened anxiety is fabricated. Right. Let's talk about the positives, right? The fact that he won, you mm-hmm. know, it was a submission move, 33 seconds in the cage. And it was, I don't know what's the term, you know, when you get choked out and yeah, he tapped. Yeah, yeah. he tapped. Uh, submission, submission by rear yeah. naked choke. Yeah, rear naked <laughs> choke. That's what I was looking for. So yeah, and uh, the fact that Janice Ari's mom was there to support him, and that mm-hmm. that was so sweet of her. I mean, she even went to check out the ambulance to make sure everything checks out okay in terms of medical treatment and all. And apparently, I think it was also sarcasm that said that. Angela was there in the crowd to come and support. I've seen the video. Oh, you have? There's videos on like Instagram and Twitter and it's, it's Angela doing like TikTok dances or, or IG reels or, and she has her phone out and she's just like, (laughs) and she's in front of the ring, but it's not, the video isn't from her phone. It's from someone filming her doing that (laughs) with her her phone by the ring. Yeah. Yeah. Ew. (laughs) <laughs> no thanks everybody it's like the entire cast got tickets to the to the show oh okay yeah well i don't know i'm just i'm just guessing that because why would angela be there i like, know right it, yeah isn't that far from where she's from like in yeah. georgia but anyway anything else you want to add to ari and Dini? this bugs me and i get it but she keeps bringing up that he lied and I don't mm, think he lied, but he then did. there is something to say about people call lie by omission, right? Mm. It, 
yeah, you didn't tell me. And that's the reason that it's a lie. So I kind of get that sometimes. But does he have to tell you every time a woman's going to be around? Yeah, (laughs) I don't know. She said it again, right? But you lied to me. And he's like, what? And he's like, yes, just be honest. Just be honest. I'm just like, oh, here we go. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. She doesn't how fight fair. About that. I don't like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she's being nitpicky and micromanaging on his life. And I don't like that. Yeah. Let the men train. Let the men fight. You know, why do you have to be such a downer? And again, this is how he sees that he's going to provide mm. at least, you know, his source of income. Yeah. So she's working against him at that, right? Like, yeah. uh, this is what for him, at least how he plans to provide an income for the family yeah. and she's working against him at every single turn. So yeah, she's so discouraging. It's not funny. No. <laughs> what about Jibri and the parents? I mean, the parents seems to be discouraging him from getting married and also doing the beach wedding, though I'm not sure if they're both mutually exclusive, but that scene was also very forced because mm. I'm like, it doesn't make, a lot of sense like you know from the get-go that she wants to have a beach wedding and yet here you are telling Jibri that oh we don't think we can make it because it's so last minute guys yeah 90 or rather 45 days ago I'm guessing this is midway but 45 days ago you knew that when she came to the U.S. that she had expressed her desire to get married by the beach and now you're saying like oh it's too last minute you knew and Jibri and he, called them out too and he's like so you're telling me you can't take a couple of days off for the wedding? And they're yeah. Like, you know, that struck. It will be difficult. <laughs> it struck a chord with me because it reminded me of my own in-laws because they knew that we wanted to get married on that date. And yet when that date was coming and okay, I would say I and my husband, but we're going to take partial responsibility because it was very last minute in a way, but it's not that last minute, right, Lon? I mean, we gave you quite a heads up, hopefully. But my in-laws were like, no, we can't take off for your wedding. And we're like, but we told you that it's going to be this date. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, but we can't take off. It's like, okay, but we gave you that date a while ago. Like you knew. Yeah, sure. We didn't know the exact location, but you could have saved that date because that's the, the, was that's the whole point of telling you. Oh, save the date. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So when I was watching that scene, I was like, oh my God, that really struck a nerve with me. Hashtag like, relatable. Oh, yeah, totally relatable. <laughs> but I have to say that was very fabricated coming from Jubi's mom and his stepdad. It's almost like they were forced to say those lines and they're like, oh yeah, but we want to make it, but we can't. Right. You know, it's like, come on, you knew. You guys knew. Yeah. For me, I think Jibri is people pleaser. Mm. And I relate to that so much. You can't make everyone happy. Yeah. That's why he's feeling so spread, you know, and pulled in all these many directions because he wants to please Miona. He wants to please his parents. He wants to please David. Mm. But you, you can't please everyone, right? Yep. Yep. You, you have to just stick with your guns and somebody's mm. going to get hurt. Yep. And that's the tough part about a people pleaser is who's going to get hurt because yep. you don't want to hurt anyone, but somebody's got to, something's got to give. And what surprised me, and you know, this is going to be a pretty early, uh, what WTF moment. I'm just going to go ahead and say it. What surprised me was Miona's response to when he, he was trying to compromise with it. Like, well, how would you feel though? Could we postpone this? Because he's not saying I don't love you. He's not saying I don't want to marry you. He's just saying, well, my parents really want this and they think maybe we're rushing. What do you think about postponing this for a little bit? You know, Mm -hmm. and she said, I'll leave you. I will leave your ass. And I was like, whoa, like for me, that was WTF, like right there. I was like, do you really feel that? You know what I mean? Like, if do you love this guy? Because if you do. I get it. I'm all for getting what you want. I always say that everybody has the right to be happy. And if that doesn't make you happy, then, you know, get what you want. But really, that's something you won't even consider. You you can see he's under a lot of stress. And if it means that more time will give you the chance to afford the things you want, your own home, the beach wedding you want, postponing it until you get that money, you know, and yeah, and she's just like, I'll leave your ass. I'm like, damn. (laughs) Yeah. Poor Jibri. Oof. 
Yeah, I can see it now that, yeah, he is trying to balance everyone's expectations and trying to be the... He's trying to find the solution that will please everyone, yeah. but there isn't. Yeah. There isn't. Though I have to say, a lot of people have done research <laughs> about mm-hmm. this beach wedding. She didn't say seaside. She said beach. And a lot of people have pointed out that because they're close to Illinois, right? So mm-hmm. they went to Chicago previously. Uh, there was a lot of nice beaches around Lake Michigan, which is the lake that surrounds those oh, yeah. several states. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a great lake, by yeah, the way. Yeah, it's a great lake. So <laughs> And it has sandy beach. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I think it's possible to still do it. She didn't really say like, oh, we have to absolutely do it. Like We need to be facing the Pacific Ocean. Right. She didn't say that. Yeah. She didn't say, like, we have to be on Long Beach or we didn't yeah, have to yeah, be yeah. on Venice Beach. You know, like, she just said beach wedding. So I thought it's still doable, but I get why they played this up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is not really my WTF moment, but I really found it WTF when the parents started saying, like, due to lack of organization and planning yeah due to the lack of organization and planning it's so formal we will not be able to make this way (laughs) therefore henceforth we will not be able to attend this wedding of yours it's like that's al ergo (laughs) (laughs) so (laughs) hey before we jump to our last couple what do you think about jubri confessing that he wouldn't get married if there isn't the 90-day deadline. Do you think that was something to ponder about? Or um, is that a slip of the tongue? Yeah. So, you know, I understand what he's saying. He's saying, I want to marry this person, but the 90-day window is too soon. Mm. You know, if, it's because of the 90 days. It's because of this time crunch that we have. We're being forced to do it like right now. But yeah. If it were 180 day fiance, that would be much, much better is what I, you know, that's what he means. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's the 90 day thing that's making this so crunched and all this stuff when yeah. we have to get all this stuff like done, like right fucking now. And we don't have the money, you know, like yeah. 90 days, what, three months to try to pull together as much money as we can and try to finish an album to maybe get the money. And, and my fiance wants a house and a beach wedding and there's just a lot and yeah i get that and he's like it's the time it's the time i don't i don't think he was trying to say i don't want to get married i just don't want to do it in like 90 fucking days yeah you know so but i think we all know as viewers that they are already married <laughs> yeah and we, that, we follow their insta y'all <laughs> yeah so all this is for nothing i do have to say that i don't like how they keep overplaying this plot point of like hey we don't have time to get married or to plan a wedding but what about prior to the 90 days when you guys are doing the long distance thing you can plan a wedding there's Mm -hmm. no excuse to not plan a wedding prior to the resident alien coming to the u.s i don't understand why they keep playing that plot of oh no we don't have time to plan but like (laughs) You could have planned it out way in advance before yeah. that person travels. Or, or ni- 90 days is not enough time to get to know you. Yeah. You're supposed to try to get to know them. Exactly. <laughs> that 90 days is supposed to be like, let's close the deal. Yeah. So that your green card will come sooner and you can start earning money or something, you know? So I don't know. I think it's getting stale. Sharp production, if you're listening to this, anyone, it's getting stale. <laughs> I can see that you're losing viewership like that because people are like, okay, I'm sick of this. Like, seriously, they're overplaying the same theme over and over again. Mm. Wishing you the very best birthday and all the luck in the world with your 90 Day Fiance What the Fuck podcast. And that was Kara singing Lon, a birthday song. Was it Thursday? No. Thursday, yes. Thursday. Is it Thursday, June 16th? The 16th, I believe, yeah. right? Yeah. So Thank you, Kara. It was wonderful. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Kara was nice enough to accept my cameo request to sing Lon a birthday song. And she did it all made up. Thank you, Nadia. She, and she gave, oh, you're welcome. Anything for my best friend. But yeah, she also gave us a shout out. So thank you, Kara, for that. And Thanks Steve, again, Kara. Speaking of Kara, what do we think of her conversation with uh, Tim? Well, let me just start off by saying that 
Kara has always been my favorite cast member <laughs> this season. <laughs> yes, it's not too late, long. <laughs> you know, again with Kara, I forgot that you know, she made it a point to mention that this is what she does. This is a, a pattern of her to go against the grain, right? And to not do what people would consider normal. Mm. With that said, though, does she really want Guillermo to be more? Uh... We hear this a lot, right? Maybe he's too nice. I wish he would push back a little more. Or, I, you know, I wish maybe he wouldn't let me have my way all the time. Or I forgot how she phrased it, that she would walk all over him like a rug or something or mm. something. I forget the exact phrasing she did. Mm-hmm. But I do hear this often that women who have this kind of attitude they do it, maybe not necessarily expecting it, but when there is pushback, mm-hmm. they'll come to respect it later on, uh, like maybe in hindsight, or they're maybe looking for that. Again, it, the guy, uh, what, what's his name? Her friend, Tim. Tim, like asked, really though? And and I hear this a lot. It's, it's a theme that comes up with maybe friends or people who have the same mentality, they go, well, I just wish he wouldn't be such a pushover or he gives me what I want all the time. I always take a step back and go, but it's not a good thing. Like, mm. well, not, not really. Like, and I think she wants him to have his own opinion, but whenever he does bring it up, she challenges him every, yeah, she challenges him him every single step of the way. So, so she's contradicting herself. And Again, think- it's, it's tough, but I hear it's, it's something I do hear from people who get their way often is a little bit of pushback, like develops that kind of respect that you're not a pushover. Yeah. And I think it's a way of seeing that the person does have their own perspective on things and wants to be a voice and doesn't always let you get away with everything. Yeah. I don't know. I Good luck, Guillermo. <laughs> <laughs> Just say no, bro. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> say it, say no, Guillermo. And I think Kara, now you have her on video saying this, that this is what she wants. <laughs> mm, yeah. I think too many. But I love you, Kara. <laughs> <laughs> like that you snuck that in. But I think Guillermo is probably the way he is because he's probably not confrontational. Mm. Or maybe he's sick of arguing with her. I see both sides here, right? Like I do want someone to stand up to me. But at the same time too, like when I'm at the receiving end, I do want to avoid confrontation mm-hmm. like I don't want to be always arguing so sometimes I like poo-poo it I'm like oh, okay whatever you know and then walk away but yeah maybe Kara just wants to see Guillermo challenge her mm-hmm. <laughs> you know and question her and maybe he's just being chill about it because he knows he's in a very precarious position of like okay while well, I'm still waiting on my green card I don't want to jeopardize this relationship while I'm in this stage of I don't know if he can go back. Oh, that's the other thing too, Lon, that I want to bring up is that I see this recurring theme this season where people are threatening to go back to their country. Like, yeah. I don't know about you, but I don't remember watching previous seasons where the cast members, the, at least the foreigners, threatened to go back. I had it better over there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, like I think Thais is one of them. Yeah. And- I think Kobe next week, it looks like he's had it. He's like, okay, let's, you know, why? Why are you like questioning me on the eve of our wedding? Blah, blah, blah. But that might be episodes later. And Shaida too on a preview, I think. Yeah, Miona, Shaida. So I- I And that's almost all of them. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. They're all, well, except for, again, except for maybe Guillermo because he came from a place where there's a bit of unrest. Mm -hmm. So- and maybe a bit is understatement, but he doesn't want to go back. So that's why he's like, you know what, Kara, have it your way. I'm not going to argue with you. And maybe that's why. Yeah. Salon, we've come to the end of our coverage of, I guess, episode, I want to say seven or eight of 90 Day Fiance season nine. What is your WTF moment? WTF, definitely Miona. Saying, uh, I'll leave Oh, yeah, you. that's right. You- I will leave you. But runner-up when Patrick threw the money at Thais. Mm. And I think that really hurt her because mm. he was really saying that you just want my money. And she defended herself like, this isn't about the money. Yeah, This is about us being a team. I'll leave it at that. 
Yeah. I thought you're going to say like your WTF moment too is when Bini started the match doing a flying kick. A fucking <laughs> like, yo. That was so extreme. <laughs> The opponent looked like he was 50, dude. I'm like, dude, yeah. what, what do you got in the ring with him? <laughs> That's the other thing I want to point out is that the opponent looked like he's out of shape. Yeah. Like he's real amateur and he's he could barely... Took the fight on a moment's notice. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it could have been a, someone from TLC or, you know, Sharp Productions. Like, hey, you go in and fight. Just go in Venus. there for 30 yeah. seconds. Let him choke you out. Just... He, he got paid three, three th- seconds of overtime. <laughs> like, that wasn't exactly. 30 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> but um, my WTF moment is, you know, there's a lot of WTF moment, right? And I can name a few actually on this episode when Bilal took the blanket that was meant for Shaida and covered himself <laughs> on the carriage, right? <laughs> I'm just... not sure if people noticed that because that was WTF. <laughs> that was like some sneaky ass move. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, the punk ass. And then when Emily bought her own ring, I was like, what the fuck? Yep. Where did you get that money? Yep, yep. <laughs> and then my last one is Gustavo, the sales clerk at that furniture store or boutique, who kind of like was eavesdropping or listening on their conversation and decided to butt in and say, may I recommend you uh, these pillows right here to start off yeah. with? And then when they interviewed him, he was like expressing his concern about yeah. how they don't see eye to eye on this. They need to have a conversation about. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah. how much did you listen in on, bro? Yeah, I know. <laughs> Marriage <Okay>. counselor. <laughs> no, nobody asked you. <laughs> Gustavo right here was trying to get his... 15 seconds of fame or something <laughs> so that was i guess my top wtf moments uh, yeah, on this episode good. <laughs> all right lon before we end our podcast uh do you have any recommendations you know i i haven't really been watching um anything new so uh yeah i'll, I'll pass it on nadia what are you watching i have already finished Stranger Things Volume 1 and I cannot wait for Volume 2 that will come out on July 1st and I am watching The Boys Season 3 which is amazing because it draw parallels to the previous administration let's just put it that way mm. and during that socio-political era during that time right uh, so you'll see a lot of parallels a lot of similarities they drew inspiration from those four years and I'm also watching Obi-Wan Kenobi on Disney Plus, which is amazing. And Miss Marvel as well. But yeah, Obi-Wan Kenobi is great. So I highly recommend those three. And FYI, tomorrow, the Umbrella Academy comes back. Yeah, I need to with catch season up on that three. <laughs> so yeah, Lon, you have a lot to catch up. And, El- and Elliot Page, is this the, the season where Elliot Page's character is going to come out? As- yeah. So this is the season where I think she's full-on Elliot, or rather she's playing non-binary maybe. I, I don't know. Mm, yeah. Okay. I, again, I'm pretty sure they'll be credited as Elliot Page, but I don't know what the character will be playing. Like They'll still be a superhero, but I'm just looking forward to the, the plot line of this new season. Yeah, so just want to wish everyone a happy belated Father's Day. And what else Juneteenth? is coming Juneteenth. Yeah, Juneteenth yes. has already by the time this episode comes out. Yeah. But we'll celebrate Juneteenth all June. Yes. <laughs> and what else, Lon? Is there anything else you want to say before we close? Just thank you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you all. And remember, manscaped.com. Use our discount code 90Day Fiance WTF, WTF for 20% discount and free shipping. That's 90DAYFIANCEWTF. Thank you, everyone. Love y'all. Be kind to one another. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening, WTFers. If you love the podcast, give us a five-star review on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts. It is appreciated and really helps us out. You can also find us under listener support on anchor.fm and donate for as low as 99 cents or on Patreon at WTF Extra. You can engage with us on email, Twitter, and Instagram at 90dayfiancewtf. We especially would like to hear what your WTF moments are each episode. We might even shout you out. Don't forget to like, share, and follow the podcast. We just got the Manscaped performance package. 
super excited about this, mainly Ooh. because uh, now I don't have to use the stuff I use on my face. <laughs> you know I mean? <laughs> it's so cool to have like a product line that's just exclusively for grooming this area of your body. So for me, that's totally a game changer. In this package, you know, you get the lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, the weed whacker ear and nose hair trimmer, crop preserver ball deodorant, crop reviver toner, performance boxer briefs, and a travel bag to hold all of it. First off, this trimmer is the future of grooming. Dare I say the greatest ball trimmer ever, the lawnmower 4.0. Their fourth generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. The Lawnmower 4.0 is waterproof and also has a 400K LED spotlight in case you need more precision with your shave. This trimmer, um, as I said, is waterproof, so you can say goodbye to the messy bathroom floor. Go ahead and jump in the shower and uh, get to grooming. And if you thought that was good, if you wanted to take your grooming to the next level, the Performance Package 4.0 also includes the Weed Whacker nose and ear hair trimmer. The Weed Whacker is also waterproof with the proprietary skin-safe technology, which also reduces nicks, snags, and tugs in those uh, delicate nose holes of yours. And I know how sensitive those are. Those hurt. So you definitely, definitely, definitely want a tool that's sensitive to those areas. The crop preserver ball deodorant and crop reviver ball toner will change the way you approach your hygiene routine. Trust me when I say this, fellas, your balls will thank you. Manscaped even threw in two free gifts to their performance package 4.0, the Manscaped boxers and the shed travel bag. Bring your comfort and boxers to the next level. I've already tried them on and uh, yeah, I'm going to be wearing these for a while. Mm -hmm. So it's time to take care of yourself. Go to manscaped.com right now. Get 20% off and free shipping. With code 90DFIANCEWTF. Once again, folks, get 20% off and free shipping with the code 90DAYFIANCEWTF at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com with 90 Day Fiancé WTF as your code 